Hi, this is MC Lobster, the creator and host of the Cashflow Ninja, and you're listening to Dream Chasers, interviews with the future. Surprise, surprise, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to this special edition of Dream Chasers. This is a long format episode, the second one we have ever done. The first one, if you go back to episode 59 featuring John Caldwell, you can check out some great diamonds in the rough there. This one is also loaded with diamonds in the rough, especially three topics, one from each person on the show that they share publicly for the first time, which I know was a fearful experience for myself as well as the guests. And we overcame our fears in this episode and talked about some very unique things that, again, we stress in the episode we've never talked about publicly before. So buckle up and get ready for some great conversation. This is Dream Chasers, episode 71 featuring John Caldwell and Nadir Price. Hey guys, what's going on? I'm Adam Carswell, and welcome to Dream Chasers, interviews with the future. On Dream Chasers, we interview individuals with supernatural amounts of potential based on early success in their careers. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's get straight to the interview. Hello, and welcome to the second ever long format version of Dream Chasers today. Oh, I should say, first of all, I'm Adam Carswell. Thank you for joining us today. And I'm joined by two great people. One returning guest from last episode of our long format, John Caldwell, and then my other dear lifelong friend, calling it all the way in from Belmopan, Belize right now, the capital of Belize, Nadir Price. Let's also say this because I know I just got to cut to it uh, before. (laughs) He's probably smiling right now because he knows exactly what I'm going to say. But George Price, the first ever prime minister of Belize, is Nadir's grand uncle. And you can also tell Nadir is calling from Belize because we got the birds chirping in the background. So anyways, guys, that's enough for intro. I guess I'll flip it over to Johnny first because I said you. How are you doing? What's up, Adam? Doing pretty good. Yourself? I am doing great. Um, it's getting kind of chilly up here in Canada, but my room is nice and warm right now. So I'm happy and ready to go for a few hours here with you guys. Nadir, how are you doing? Yo, what up, Adam? been great enjoying the weather down here it's pretty warm summer <laughs> weather all year long man what's the what's johnny the t- what's up johnny hey what's up nadir great bro good to hear from you man so everyone here uh does know each other i should also say that johnny met nadir probably back i don't know let's say 2013 2014 <laughs> there it is there it is cool yep yeah uh, what is the temperature there right now by the way uh I'd say probably around 95, 96 wow. degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, let me check what I'm at right now. Actually, That's pretty check. hot. <laughs> I know. I'm definitely sitting around like 50 at the at the most. How's Ohio today, Johnny? Ohio is pretty good. Um, it is a blue sky day, not a cloud in the sky. And it is 72 degrees currently. Nice. <laughs> So you got like 20 oh, yeah. degrees, <laughs> got like 20, Sweet. 20 degrees between each of us. Um, <laughs> Sweet. We say apologies in advance to our listeners for any over overlap or over-talking. As you know, now we're calling in from three different parts of the world and uh, we're doing audio only so we can't like see each other's faces at the moment. Um, so just a little forewarning there. But we've got plenty to talk about and uh, I'll spark it off because we were talking about it before the phone call. Uh, we're talking about the topic of age and... Uh, you know, just your thoughts on, on, on age in general. And Nadir's kind of got a cool story about why he wanted to talk maybe a little bit about age or why Johnny and I were pushing him to do so. So I'll flip it over to Nadir and then Johnny, feel free to, to commentate as well. All right. Well, um, age. 
Uh, I guess my story, it, it, as you guys know, it's a little bit interesting because I'm in my 20s. And for the longest time, I've always looked like I'm 16, 17, 18, like a teenager. And like, like if you would look at pictures of me right now and you would compare those pictures to when I was in high school 10 years ago, like I look identical, I haven't really changed much. But um, I don't know, like I've always had my thoughts. I've always had, I, how to say, I've all, when, when it comes to age, I do believe that if if we take care of our bodies and based on our lifestyle, we could live very long and not age all that. And I think just the way how society is runs, like so much happens, like so much, so much is happening that it is. It'll just happen that you will age faster just because of the activities that that you get involved in, and. Um, but I guess it's all about lifestyle. I know for me, I've always, um, like my, my diet has mostly consisted of eating vegetables and not really eating processed foods or, or like processed chips, junk food or, or just any processed food, you know, or sodas or chips. Or I've always tried to just keep it natural, you know. I, I think my body does real well when I eat natural stuff. And then, um, yeah, and I, I guess perhaps um, avoiding, just avoiding things that, that may be harmful to, to ourselves, I guess. But but I guess it's it's more of a cultural thing. I know for me, um, for example, drinking alcohol. Like if you, if you would see what, what alcohol does to your body or consuming a lot of sugar, what it does to your skin, like it does make you age quicker but honestly when it comes to age i've never really believed in age like i have I, i'm in my 20s but I, I i don't ever use my age or I, I don't ever make my age be a determinant to my role in society or my interactions with other people like i don't i don't celebrate my birthdays to me age isn't of any importance and then um, i remember it's culture is just very interesting, man, because I've noticed in Western society that you could be in some countries eighteen and other countries twenty one until you're able to consume alcohol but um that that's weird because that's kind of like an overnight shift, like I could be seventeen today and the following day I'm eighteen and I could drink. And um, of course, you, you get involved in a lot of different activities, and of course, I guess you age, and I guess that's just a little take that I have on it. Yeah, Johnny, what do you think? Yeah, Nadir, you touched on a lot of different things. Um, first thing I want to say though um, is talk about your age and how you're perceived, right? Like what you what you mentioned in the beginning, because I have a story for that that I wanted to save for this podcast. Uh, I remember every time that we've gone out here in the States with you, uh, whenever we've gone out, you know, and went to a bar or whatever with all, a group of friends, they 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 look at your ID and stuff and they're like, come on, man, I know this is fake or whatever. <laughs> and they always do that. And it makes me so mad. Like we all want to punch the dude in the face every time that happens. <laughs> I just, every time, like, 
that's my boy. Get get off him. Like, oh man, <laughs> makes me so angry, dude. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, yeah, man. That um, I guess that's something that I've learned to live over the years. Like that that occurs almost on a daily basis whenever I go. And then um, I know in in the U.S. it occurred a lot. And right. Then, I remember when I was living in the U.S. like a year ago, I was, since I'm a film, I'm a filmmaker, I'm a photographer as well. I used to shoot photos and videos for, uh, for, for, for the this bar crawls. bar crawls, this company called Elite Entertainment. And um, I remember like all the times the bouncers, they would always ask for my ID. This one time, they, they, they would always try to rough me up and just try to intimidate me. I was like, oh, it's, it's all good, man. Like, you guys are you, man. Like, I remember, no, you're not coming in here. The bouncer was telling me that. And mean, just kinda mean, like, meanwhile, meanwhile, you're probably older than the bouncer. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he was just kind of like swearing at me, this big guy, you know. And I was like, oh, it's all good, man. Do whatever you want, man. Like, no worries here. Like, no issues. Like, it's all good. And I would always get in, but... um. I've 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 noticed that most people have always kind of perceived me as a teenager, and by that perception, it it becomes interesting because when they perceive you as being that, they also perceive your maturity, and they just kind of like judge you differently, I guess. But, yeah, um, they they do judge you a lot differently. And um, they wouldn't expect you to to say some things or to just be interested in certain topics. I know for me, I've always kind of like been interested in philosophy. And um, I've always been the person to ask the big questions, the big questions about life. And mm-hmm. that kind of changes people's perception after they get to meet me. But um, but that, that, that you were saying, I remember this one time, like, Two years ago when all of us were here in Belize in San Pedro. I remember we went to one of the clubs. Actually, Johnny wasn't here that year. But um, I remember okay. the guy, he, he got all aggressive with me. And I think it was it was Brandon. Brandon just kind of like got upset at the guy. And of course, I got upset as well. But, um, <laughs> we're always know. looking out for you. Yep, yep. That's all, all part of the experience, I guess. And that, that's for me now, man. Like, I, don't, I don't have a problem with it. But I'd rather not tell my tell people my actual age. But um, for me, it's all good, man. It's all part of the experience. Like that's that's all it is. <laughs> do you think the world would be a obviously it'd be a different place? But do you think it would be a better place if we if we eliminated the number like age number? Um, not necessarily. I guess um, I guess it could be, but. Then again, there's a lot of, a lot. I, I think a lot of people would try to take advantage of that, like older, older people, like or older adults. They would try to just, who knows, you know, like try to try, <laughs> try weird things with younger adults, you know, for example, mm. sex, you know, you try to get together with younger, younger males or females and then at the same time you have um young adults they would they would they would or, or teenagers or children they would they would just try to get involved in things that they shouldn't be doing right and then 
That's a good point. But, you know, like driving, 12, a 12 year old driving, which all, all of that can, can happen. But when you really think about it, if the world is organized in such a way, I think that would be possible if we get rid of the number, if all of us would have a collective understanding of things that you should do and things that you shouldn't do. Let me, let me ask a question here. What if we had an age until we got to be 20 years old and then after that, it was no more? Then what? I think that's, I, I, that sounds really good. <laughs> I, I like the sound of that. I know for me personally, I can... I don't really consider myself having an age. And I think even that in itself makes me ageless. Like, um, for example, man, like, I treat every single human being, every single person I come across, it doesn't matter their age. Like, I think I am able to transcend age and I am able to have discussions with any single human being right now. Like, um, with older people, like, with my grandparents, real old people, you know. And I I just talk to them as if though I'm them. And at the same time, when I talk to little children, five-year-olds or six-year-olds, for example, with my niece, I just talk to her like I'm her sibling. And a few weeks ago, I, w- I attended a camp. I was, I was a photographer for a summer camp. And all the kids were around the ages of nine to 12. And none of them, could be- none of them believed that I was my <laughs> actual age. They all thought I was like 15, 16. And um, throughout the comment, I just, just the discussions that I had with the kids were very, very comprehensible for them, you know, like as if I was their age, you know. And um, I've always been like that. I've never been the, the person to be like, oh, I'm older than him, so I know more, or I have more authority. Like, I don't even, I don't even believe in authority. That's, that's not something that I, I believe in. But I, I do believe that I transcend. I, I could transcend age, age, and I guess if you're able to do that, it's kind of like you'll always be remain ageless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's you made a, an interesting point there too, which is one thing that I've always observed about you and admired, which is um, as Nadir, Nadir kind of just pointed it out. At least for anyone I know that actually knows you, Nadir, like has actually had a chance to have a, have a conversation with you. There's not one person that does not like slash love Nadir Price. Probably. I don't know if you can back that up, but like, am totally. I right? Yes, 100%. It's pretty remarkable. So that's why we got to get Nadir's voice out there more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I guess um, I guess it's something that I attract, I guess, but it all stems from me, I think, because it's just the way I see the world, man. To me, the world is just this divine, beautiful place. Like every single person, every single thing is just so divine. Like, Every person I meet, it doesn't matter if you're rich, poor, it doesn't matter your ethnicity, your culture, your religion, like, bro, like, I just, to me, like, holy, oh, man, I'm with, <laughs> I wanna, but you know that like, I can't have those reactions with people because people will, will think I'm bonkers or something. But um, to me, every single person is so divine, and all my interactions that I have with people, it's always my, it, it's from my heart, to be honest with you. And um, I don't know, I, I, have, I have a saying that I like to say, like, whatever you do, do it out of love. If not, don't ever do it. Mm. And then, like my friends, man, like, I just, I, I don't know, I, I love people, man. Like, to me, the way I see the world, like, time is fleeting or time here. Like, we're here right now and we'll be gone 
in a blink of an eye, like we'll be six to seventeen in a blink of an eye, and I just try to make the most out of out of the present, and that's that's the way I treat people. Absolutely, uh, I have a few ideas running through my head, but Johnny, I don't know if you had anything that you were thinking about. Yeah, um, well, I want to open this up to everybody eventually, but I'll give my two cents on this. And um, kind of the reason I wanted to talk about age was more to spin it towards uh, doing things to slow down the aging process. I don't know if you guys agree with that or disagree with that, but for me personally, uh, I just had my 28th birthday, as you both know, and I'm not getting any younger. I'm just going to put it that way. I still feel great physically and all that, but there's going to come a time where things are going to start deteriorating in me. So I'm since that 28th birthday happened, I am very aware of, I guess, all things health-wise more than I've been. So um, because of that, I am going to start doing a number of different things okay. to keep me healthier and keep me looking younger for when I get older, for when I'm 50 years old. You know, I want to look like I'm 40, you know, mm-hmm. um, look like Nadir Price. <laughs> <laughs> um, so something that I am starting to take more of is uh, vitamin B12 supplements that will help with my metabolism and breaking down things. And um, also taking collagen pills or powder, which is good for skin elasticity and healthy like hair and stuff like that. Um, And it's like, it has some certain type of protein in it that is really good for, um, for you and especially males it helps even with like bodybuilding and like lifting and muscle mass things like that so those are some simple things that i'm starting to do and also eating healthy and um working out five days a week is my goal which i've been sticking to since my birthday um but yeah i guess i guess we haven't heard much from you adam like you first and then the deer sure Um, and yeah, you mentioned, uh, the different supplements or vitamins that you're taking. And that actually reminds me is one thing that I want to get back to, um, that I really haven't done since I moved to Canada, but I was, I was taking, um, magnesium, selenium, um, uh, some type of, oh gosh, what was it called? Iodine, iodine, magnesium, selenium, and, uh, vitamin D. And the reason why I was taking those minerals supplements was because um, a lot of those have, (laughs) I guess, unofficially been proven to prevent slash cure cancer. Obviously, there's no, as they say, I mean, we're about to start going down the rabbit hole, boys. (laughs) There's no (laughs) cure to cancer out there. So they say, um, I beg to differ. I think there's a lot of things that can either prevent it or get rid of it and are intentionally being held back or uh, being labeled as, uh, I think it was even on the selenium uh, jar that I had, it was like, um, it said, you know, selenium may have, it basically didn't say directly that it can prevent it because they can't legally say that or whatever. But I mean, come on. Um, I don't know. The whole medical industry just really throws my head for a spin when I start, when you start doing your own research on, you know, what's really going on with things like cancer and diabetes and all these diseases that make tons of money every year. Um, so anyways, now that you say that, Johnny, I just realized I haven't been keeping up with my supplements, which 
you know, at the end of the day, too, it all kind of just comes down to what you believe, too. I think if you believe something's going to help you, that's half the battle, if not more. And, uh, you know, I think mm-hmm. the cornerstone of, of true health really is sleep, water, and exercise. If you're hitting all three of those, you should be, you know, pretty, pretty well off. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Also, I, I, I think um, you forgot uh, your diet as well, like the food you eat, Adam. Because um, like food could be destructive as well, you know, like a lot of people are suffering from obesity and other eating disorders. And also, also the food you eat, man, like if you eat a lot of junk food, like, you know, like, like the, the, the old saying, you are what you eat. Like you can't expect to be healthy if you're not eating healthy. So I think that's, that's a really big, big point as well. But um, recently, I've been taking B12 as well, just like Johnny. And um, but the reason I'm doing B12 is because I'm going to the gym now and I'm trying to gain some muscle mass. And also the other collagen, collagen pills that Johnny mentioned, um, it does it really helps with elasticity of your skin and then your nails and your hair. And also I didn't know it helped with um, your metabolism. And um, you you know I've always thought that I've had a slow metabolism because the faster metabolism is like that's the faster your cells break like break down and reconstruct themselves. And if you have a faster metabolism, your cells will age quicker. Well, if you have a slower metabolism, like it'll take your cells longer to to process and break down and create more cells. I think that's what I have. But I know when a lot of people speak about metabolism, they're more mostly referring to the way they break down their food. Right. And um, I'm sure, I'm sure collagen, that's what it does. But of course, like, like what Adam mentioned, sleeping and water and exercise, those are very important. And that's the reason I, I've started going to the gym this year. And it's been pretty good. Like, I, I like the gym. But, of course, you, you can't forget about, about what you eat. Yeah. That's awesome. What, what kind of workouts have you been doing at the gym? Uh, mostly, it's kind of like, um, what you call, um, oh, I forget. Oh, hold on. It's, uh, <laughs> I know you've been working out with Chrissy, right? Yeah, about with Chrissy. It's, it's mostly CrossFit. But um, with weights, so I'm, doing, I'm working on my arms, my abs, my legs, triceps, all that good stuff. Like, so um, I don't know, man. Just trying to trying try to trying to be more healthy. Like I I I would I, I I look back like a year ago. I remember it was kind of like a year ago. I just had I had kind of like a, I'd say kind of like a revelation. I was like just kind of like I was in the moment type of thing. I was like. I just I was just observing myself and I, I looked at myself and I was like, man, like I gotta get healthy, I gotta start eating more healthy, I gotta take care of my body. And do you guys I, remember uh, you just uh, you just had it, something run through my head here in the deer. Do you remember exactly where you were a year ago today? I'm gonna throw that out to both of you guys. Oh yeah, absolutely. I was in DC a year ago. What were you doing? I know I know what you were doing, but share with us. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I was out there in DC. I was living with you, with you and your brother Paul, one well, of my best buds as well. I mean, I consider you guys to be my my brothers, my family. I mean, love you. I love Adam. I mean, Paul. 
But um, last year I was out there and I went out there for a year. I was out there with you guys. I was just working and some, just freelancing photography and stuff. And um, I don't know, I, I guess I just kind of like needed a, a break from Belize and I needed a break. I needed to, to, to live some time out there and just to, just to learn on things about about myself, about my my career path, and it was good. It was it was really good. It was. It was. I had a great time. But you know, I think it was a little bit over a year. It might have been like a year and a couple months or so. But oh yeah, it was. It was more than a year. Yeah, it was great having you, um, Johnny. Where were you at last September? Yeah, uh, I just remembered. Um, took me a second to realize. Well, I I will say that I had just gotten home from a trip to California, San Diego, and L.A., spent, like, almost a week there for my birthday last year. Um, Nice. So a year ago would have been, like, Sunday, technically. So I was actually home here where I am now in in, in Ohio before. And then that day I would have had to travel back to Indiana uh, to get back there to where I was living to go to work on Monday. (laughs) So that's what I was doing. A year ago today. So you were still, I forgot you were still in Indiana. When did you leave Indiana? Uh, middle of October. Okay. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I can't believe that's almost been a year for me. It's insane. Right, just to see how much changes in a year. Right. And now you're, uh, you're getting ready to potentially move to Florida, right? Yep, yeah. Um, I, I'm really excited for you if you do move forward with that. Yeah, Nadir, I don't even know if he's aware of that, but... Update him. Yeah, um, me and Brooke are planning to move to Florida here, um, honestly, as soon as possible. Nice. It'll probably be um, sometime in October. That's been the plan for a while, so... Sweet, sweet. Happy to hear, man. (laughs) It will be in uh, the goal. We're going to start in Naples. That's the best situation for us. We have we have a place to stay there to start off. So Naples, Florida. Um, I personally am going to start substitute teaching, and, uh, and that might honestly be a little bit of a career route for me. Um, switching things up here, <laughs> I'm starting oh, yeah. to realize that uh, that might be what I'm called to do for um, a lot of my life here. So gonna try it out and see how i like it yeah go from there what uh Sweet. what age do you know yeah definitely speaking of age high, <laughs> definitely high school high school age um i want to teach business courses marketing economics um things like that teach them why they don't need to go to college and they should just start their own business i definitely want to have an influence on them being aware that maybe they don't have to if they don't want to, that they have other outlets for sure. I know that was an aggressive statement by me. <laughs> I agree <laughs> with your statement though. <laughs> oh yeah, I agree as well. I mean, I agree a lot. I wouldn't say that's a that's an aggressive statement. That's kind of like that's kind of like what our age is moving into now. Yep. It is changing yeah. to internet learning. I mean, even here, you know, with uh, the Collins brothers still in the university up in, in Newfoundland, I think Michael or Brand, I can't remember who, which one, but um, my roommates, for everyone listening, all of their courses are online, even though the university is literally, literally right across the street from us. They don't 
have to leave the house <laughs> to go to class. <laughs> so when I, heard that, I was like, what? It makes me question the quality of the education too, honestly. Right. Like, right. You probably just for go sure. on YouTube for like seven days and just drown yourself in the same information and become just as good at it. Absolutely. Yep. So we'll see what happens. I know that's um, a similar thing happened to one of our favorite thought leaders, Dr. Jordan Peterson, when he was challenged by the University of Toronto to change something in his teaching style. I think um, he, used, he used the pronouns he and she and offended somebody and they asked him to change it to start saying they instead of he and she. And he was kind of like, just they hair zer and zer yeah i know nadir you know this but what, i'm gonna just say what i think happened and then i would love to get you guys take on it too but basically i think he he was kind of like well my youtube channel has for example five hundred thousand subscribers i think there's only 60 70 000 students at the most of the university of toronto so uh he was just like no, I'm not changing. Like I got way more quote unquote students than the whole university does combined. <laughs> yeah. I honestly didn't even know you said that. That's hilarious. It was something like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. But what do you think about JP Jordan Peterson, Nadir? Uh, I mean, I want to have a conversation with him. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. I would, um, I would, I would definitely like to ask him a lot of things and, to some degree, even challenge some of his his thoughts because mm-hmm. um, I mean he, he's a brilliant brilliant human being. Definitely, he's on top of the world when it comes to that. He's considered by a lot of people one of the brightest minds on the planet. And um, I think I think the battle that he has always been fighting has always been more of an ideological battle, and that is with the New Age um, liberal ideas. More like the, uh, more more like the the social justice type of people, mm-hmm. and um, pretty much his issues with these people are that they're always trying to control how things should run in society, and they always see the establishment as being male dominated and being being a, a hierarchy that that is repressing the people. Which the which they are right, but um, they they are a little short sighted a lot of times because they just focus on on it being male dominated and they are not really seeing the big picture. And um, so so the problem with, with, that he had at the University of Toronto, I believe, was that the students the students they they began to use different gender gender pronouns i believe something and, like that yeah yeah for example like um transsexuals like they want to they want to be called him or they want to have like a like a male pronoun even though they're females and they they're dressing like a female and he was like no like this is what i see and this is what i've always known to to call people that look this way and biologically speaking that's the reason why I call you this way. And he was like, nope, like, I'm not doing that. And he just, he, he just, he just got like a lot of hate from a lot of people, like other university professors, the media, just a lot of people. And he was like, this is my truth. This is what I'll stand with. And that's, that's all it is. 
And of course, a lot of people challenged him and he definitely, I don't know, he, he never really lost an argument, I would say. He was very strong with his arguments. He still is. And he, he currently, he, he, he's more of a libertarian type of person, I would say. Mm-hmm. Not a liberal, which is, there's a difference between a liberal and a libertarian. Mm-hmm. But um, he more believed in, in self-empowerment and self-responsible. You, you got to be responsible, re- responsible about yourself. And he has this saying that he likes to say, before you, you go out into the world and try to change all the big world problems that we're having, he says, make sure you have your room clean. Go clean your room first. Right. Which he means, make sure you have your life in order before you begin to dictate to other people what they should do and how they should live their lives. And uh, he, He's quite a guy, man. I haven't read his book yet, 12 Steps to... I think it's 12, 12 Rules for Life. Yeah, yeah, 12 Rules for Life. Yeah, I haven't read it yet, but um, I like him a lot. But at the same time, I, 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 don't, I don't fully... I'm not like a diehard person... I, I, because at the end of the day, like this intellectual, this the intellectual realm, or as they call it, the, the intellectual dark web. It's all about ideas, man. It's all about ideas, and mm-hmm. the world is made up of ideas. And um, you you can't fully rely on ideas, regardless of who ideas they are, because the world is always the world is never constant. It's always moving. Life. Is always happening. The present right now, it's forever happening. The present is always happening. So um, some, some of his ideas that he have right now, those might be be long gone in, in the next couple of years. You know, like the world may shift a lot of a lot of, of ways of being. So um, yeah, I'm, but but I like I like him a lot now. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you on that. Just like you're basically saying, you're not an you're not a Jordan Peterson echo chamber, but you like a lot of his ideas, which I think that's probably where we all sit. I know there's certain things I could nit, not nitpick, but like point out that he said before as well, where maybe I, I think differently. But in general, sounds like uh, some good common ground, Johnny. Sorry, we haven't heard from you in a while. Yeah, I mean, I think Nadir's far more knowledgeable um, on Jordan Peterson than I am. Um, so he honestly said everything that I could have said and way more. So, um, (laughs) but yeah, I, I agree that I agree with a lot of what he says. Um, I guess I'll just kind of leave it at that. I think he's a really smart guy, obviously. Um, yeah, Adam. But I'm real, real, real quick guys. One of the biggest issues that Jordan Peterson has had where most of his arguments are, kind of like always against gender inequality and having feminists attack him or right. feminists accuse him of doing, of supporting the establishment and of supporting male, a, a male hierarchy or a patrimonial society. And also they like to attack him on, um, on, on, on more of a, just inequality, you know, like um, more of um, females being victims. And indeed, there has, throughout time, as we have, we have witnessed from history, there has always been, been male abuse in all societies, you know, it has always, has always been. I mean, males are, 
are by nature more stronger and more bigger and domestic violence is something that does occur but also these these feminists they would also try to get rid of um of what you call um like just 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 like the masculine traits like of masculinity like they see masculinity as being toxic but um Jordan Peterson does not agree with that. Neither do I agree with that. You know, like, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't see a male more important than a female, nor I see a female more important than a male. I do see both males and females having their own roles and both are very important to, to each other. And if if they weren't important, like the continuation of the human race wouldn't wouldn't be what it is today but uh, masculinity is very important for males even for females i mean i'm sure most females would love to have a partner that is very masculine you know and at the same time most males would like to have a partner that is very feminine but of course we have the people as on, on the fringes you know like you have people that, that like homosexuals and metrosexuals and the 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 heap of sexual the heap of sexuals or whatever you know. Yeah. But um I don't know, like these people like for example the LGBTQ and Q plus whatever, like these people they most I I'm not saying all of them, but generally speaking the ones that, that make it to the news is and the ones that are always heard the loudest, they they, they see themselves as, as victims and they try to change the world or they protest for a world where they have they have more privileges than other people. And for me personally, like I respect all those people, man. Like you could do whatever you want, but it's not fair when you try to infringe your thoughts and your ideas on other people. And it's not fair that you attack other people if they disagree with your way of being. You know, like, it's good to disagree as long as no one is attacking you. You know, like, if people disagree with me, like, that's cool, man. Like, it is very healthy that you disagree with me. Like, the world would be a very boring place if we would all think alike and have the same interests. But, yeah, man, I guess that's it. Yeah, you know, Jordan (laughs) Peterson. against those powers that try to bring him down but it's all good you know <laughs> i got i got some stuff to say on masculinity and femininity <laughs> but yeah um i've i believe and this is from me hearing this um listening to other things as every human has both masculinity Absolutely. and femininity meaning like um we all like we all have a desire to you know like work really hard and like boom 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 like have like successful career like and that's kind of like masculinity whereas like more being more feminine is like oh i want to have a family i want to raise kids and care for them and stuff so we all have a little bit of both of that it's just a matter of like where we place that as um what's most important to us in life so like a lot of times women and this gets back to like workforce and equal pay and things like that women value the family having a family more than the males do 
So the males are saying, all right, I'm going to work 80 hours a week. So I become the CEO of this company. Whereas women, once they get to a certain age and they're killing it, they're doing just as good, if not better than men at the jobs. They're like, I don't want to put in this time anymore. I, I want to do this instead. I want, I've got, I want to have kids. So that's a lot of times what happens and why you see that um, males are predominantly way up at the top of companies, in my opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And again, that's like, it would be unfair for anyone. But I know, for example, what Jordan Peterson will often say too, is like, obviously this is not the case 100% of the time. But if you look at just the raw numbers, the nine out of 10 times, this is simply, you know, this is simply what happens. Yeah, exactly. And um, I I just saw a commercial here the other day. I was watching the, um, the U.S. Open. I don't know if you saw Bianca. I can't remember her last name. The Canadian tennis player beat Serena Williams. Made a commercial, which is so actually so funny that this is how it actually happened too. Um, and I don't know if this commercial is playing in the U.S. right now, but it's got like a little boy talking about he's going to get drafted first round in the NBA one day. It's got a little girl talking about how she's going to get drafted first round in the NBA one day. And then the little boy goes, I'm going to make $4 million my rookie year. And then the little girl goes, I'm going to make $40,000 my rookie year. And when I saw that commercial, I turned to like my friends who I'm watching it with and we're all just like, wait, what, <laughs> what was that? Like, first of all, yeah. the NBA, the reason why you could like, that's just such a, it's taking like 10 different examples and taking the one example that's going to be the most dramatic, but like doesn't validate everything else. Cause for example, we're watching the U S uh, women's, the what is it the u.s open women's i don't know how much money bianca and serena williams are making but it's definitely a lot if not very close to whatever the men's tennis players are making too so my one friend's like what he's like why didn't they just pick a different sport for that commercial like right um and so i don't know i don't know like honestly my opinion about nba versus WNBA. that's i feel like for another conversation but the main thing is like one of the main reasons why the NBA is obviously going to perform better or make more money, et cetera, is because of the, in general, the nine out of 10 times, the insane athletic skills, speed, feet, dunks, whatever that you will see at the male level compared to the female level is just more entertaining for what humans enjoy to watch. And it's like how you're going to convince somebody that, a slower paced game with in a way less, a little bit less athleticism is going to be more fun to watch than, you know, something else. Right. Yeah. And I think that that holds true most of the time. I think like a little bit of an anomaly is like the women's tennis. Um, Obviously like even Serena Williams couldn't compete with the men, but as far as like pure, um, entertainment value goes i think it's probably as equally as there as the men's and the same goes for um soccer and this right. like like the women's uh u.s soccer team is that's a big um controversy like regarding this subject with them and like their pay compared to the men's and um should they be getting paid as much as them or not um, i don't know like all the the true um, facts on We've that. got a fourth member of the podcast. <laughs> we got a fourth member? Nadir's bird. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> all the 
true, true facts about that. But um, in my opinion, actually, the women's U.S. women's soccer team probably should be getting a little more than they do because as far as like um, jersey sales go on that, they're like way outperform the U.S. men's. So I, I don't know, honestly don't know like how they divvied up the money, like, right? Like on the world and stuff. So like, I. I I don't want to speak too much on it. But. And, and I, I know Nadir wants to hop in here too, but I, I guess I should get to why, um, just real quick, why this topic kind of makes me a little bit sad is because it's taking men and putting them in one box and it's taking women and putting them in one box. And what you're doing when you do that is saying, okay, we're different. You're dividing the people instead of bringing yeah. them together. Exactly. And until we can, I mean, we need to just push, 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 push for people to come together, come together. And when you're talking about stuff like this, it is doing the exact opposite, in my opinion. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I think um, the reason for the the the, the, the huge pay gaps it's, it's it's all about economics, man. And the for example, the NBA and the WNBA those those are two completely different markets. Like the NBA has a, I I I believe that the NBA is is more established has been going on longer than the WNBA. And they have just they have just more viewers, man. And we have more viewers, you have more sponsorships, more more big companies involved and there's more capital to go around while when it comes to the WNBA. There's not a, a lot of, a lot of that happening, you know. But um you can't really force someone to or you or you like you, you got to look at the facts, and you got to look at the the amount of viewerships, the the deals with the different sponsors, and I don't know. Like, if you, I'm sure if you would look at the numbers, just like what Adam said, that most people perhaps don't like the WNBA because they don't see the intensity and the athleticism that they see from the NBA, right? And that that. That, that that falls into the viewership as well, you know, like, of course, if not a lot of people are seeing it, then there's less viewers, so there's less income coming in. And um, you can't really, I mean, you, you got to distribute the money according to whatever the standard is, you know, but you can't really expect to to have to be making way more money if there's not much money. There's not much money in circulation as compared to the NBA. And essentially, what is occurring there is that you're just comparing a, a female sport to a male sport, which is completely different. You know, same sport, but different. Just, just, just different, different things happening. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, if you are in the WNBA, man, like. If if you're an athlete, if you're a professional paid athlete, like hey, you you should be grateful because you are on the ten percent. Like you're you're wealthy, you're rich. Comparing to the world, like you're in the top ten percent. So like it doesn't matter if you get eight million, ten million, one million. Like it's probably like ten percent. I think of you're blessed too. Right, ten percent of the one percent, indeed. So um, you're blessed. You're 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 getting paid to do something you love, but of course at the same time you should never keep your eyes off 
of others taking advantage of, of of that as well because it is very I, I think it it's very possible that people would that some companies would just try to offer less money or try to pay less just because they believe they could get away with it. Oh, she's a female. Oh, I don't need to pay her out of that. I mean, but but indeed, it's all about how well you're known. For example, like LeBron James, if he gets sponsored by Nike or whoever, you know, he gets 200 million because he's LeBron James and he's known worldwide. And he has a lot, he has a huge following. And if you have another athlete, a female athlete, that's not really well known like that, She's well-known, but not like that. Like, the companies will think twice in investing the same kind of money. So um, that's just kind of, like, logical, I think. Absolutely. Um, Johnny, I, don't, I, I got kind of have a question for both you and Nadir, but I want to see if you had any other thoughts. Yeah, I'll leave, it. I'll leave mine at that. I said what I needed to say. <laughs> All right. So... Um, Nadir, you sparked this idea for me earlier on in the conversation. It's no, I know it's one thing that you and I have discussed um, pretty deeply in the past, and I actually want you to answer this question second. I want Johnny, Johnny to go first. But looking up at the env- looking at the environment in which you grew up in, looking at your um, the school you went to, say even you know especially high school, Johnny. In a way, you're still kind of in that area where you're close, your proximity wise close to a lot of people that you grew up with and went to high school. Maybe not for long. Um, and I think it's pretty pretty clear to me that you know you guys are significantly different than your average person in the area where you came from, and I just want to talk have you talk a little bit about why you think that is, and you know if you think that I'm true, maybe give a few reasons um, as to why you would agree or disagree. So, um, Johnny, I'll have you go first, and then uh, Nadir will flip it over to you. Yeah, me and. Uh- Brandon Hauser, who we're also trying to have on the podcast, <laughs> we, talk, we talk about this a lot because we're both from the same spot, right? So we have like, we both kind of have a different outlook on a lot of things and the people around here. <sighs> um, where do I begin? I guess I'll just start with context. I'm from a smaller town in Ohio. It's rural. A lot of people are a lot. I don't even, I don't know. I don't want to like, I would say a good portion of people are a little bit closed minded in their <laughs> thinking here. Um, I'm, I'm not like that, obviously, as, as you guys know, but mm-hmm. I think it all starts with just life experience and like seeing different things than just being in one spot your whole life. You see what the world is actually like. So going to other countries and even just even the different States, different parts of the country are totally different from where I live right now. So you see, and you learn a lot more about people and you become more accepting, I guess, of things. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like, I think the people that are not like that where I grew up, have never left town and that's really like the difference in the whole thing it's just they don't know because they don't know any better um yeah i don't i don't i still think it's pretty remarkable like when you made your trip you went to trinidad basically by yourself like what three or four years ago that was a pretty big move i I know any other trips you had done in the past was always like with a, a friend 
right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That was um that was crazy. But it was cool at the same time. And I had been other places, so it wasn't as difficult for me as it could have been. But I mean I'm sure you know firsthand going someplace just by yourself, um, totally different, out of your element, out of your culture. It's it is a lot to handle. Um, even if you're just going there to visit, in my case, whereas with you, you're going there to live and believe. But um, yeah, it's it's cool, and it you're stepping out of your comfort zone too. It it helps you grow as a person, you know. Yeah, now you're getting ready for Florida. Yeah, that that'll be easy. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Florida, Florida feels like home. I'll, I'll say, I I don't have like a a culture shock feeling there it just feels like normal in a way it's weird um so like i guess that could be a good thing yeah different but it's it's calming nice well yeah, i'm excited to see how what journeys unfold for you there because i'm sure i'm going to be pretty closely intertwined with whatever you start doing um because you and i are already working on a lot of small businesses under the radar, which I, I know I'm excited about. And the deer is a pretty significant part of that too. Um, but I guess, you know, I really, I really was looking forward to hearing the answer on this question from the deer too, because you look at your average Belizean and I know Nadir's probably got a big smile on his face right now because he just <laughs> knows where I'm going. Okay. So Nadir self-educates himself every single day, like more than probably anyone else I know. Um, he listens to electronic music, which is like unheard of for the most part in Belize um just like the things that Nadir does on a on a daily basis he's said to me multiple times like man I feel like I don't in a way I don't belong here so Nadir what's it been like for you you know in, in a sense blending in even though at the end of the day you're not really what your culture expects you to be uh I guess it's a little it's a little it's quite interesting I would say um I don't know how to how to begin how to answer this question properly <laughs> but um how to be uh, i don't know man I, I i think to be honest with you i think um i never really i i, I never really felt like i belong here not just here in this country but i don't well i guess it was here in this country because this is where i grew up but all things just seemed a little bit off to me just um, this culture itself, just just the and culture as we all know, it's those are just behavioral patterns, collective behavioral patterns. Mm -hmm. And for example, the music that we listen here in here in Belize, some of the most common, most popular music, it's more like the Caribbean music, dancehall, soca, and um, uh, you know. Just, just different vibes, I guess. And that type of music is mostly like it's party, drinking, um, sexually explicit, just, just different, I guess. And for me personally, like I can't really. I've ne I, I've I've tried to listen or I've tried to be a part of that culture, but it's 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 not true to my core. So it's it's not compatible with me. But um, also another thing that I've noticed, just like in all societies, I guess, it's all about education. Man. And for example, the education system varies from country to country, but essentially it's the same, same ideas and the same purposes of mm -hmm. the education system. And for me personally, 
I've never really been a fan of the education system or just or, or just in just in beliefs in in local beliefs you know I've, I've always kind of like been been questioning I've always I've, I've always had a quench for the answers to bigger questions in life and then and real quick, I just want to say this too, because I think this adds value to your beliefs in the education system. If we have this context, Nadir never had to pay a dime for his college education, which was in computer science. I just got to put it out there. He was right. <laughs> yep, yep. I got a scholarship, but yeah, man. Like, um, one thing I didn't really like about the education system was that they never really truly educated you. The purpose of, and from what I've noticed, what I've been noticing. And this, the current system that we have globally, right? Well, I wouldn't say globally, but perhaps some other countries might have, might, might, uh, might already figure this out. But um, just the education system, it's not really meant to educate anyone. It's mostly meant to, to, to train you how to be obedient, how to be a, a, a good employee. Mm-hmm. And also, what I've noticed is that most of the times we go to school, but we don't go to learn. The, the purpose of going to school is to pass. And we, we memorize or we learn whatever for the week. We, we get the test, we pass, and we forget. The following week, we, if you ask me, <laughs> so what did you learn last, last week? I don't know, man. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, I passed the test. That's all. That's all that matter. It doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter. And also that, that kind of like creates a, putting a little bubble because eventually you, 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 you're not really too aware of the world. And at the same time, it doesn't expose you to failure. I, I, I mm. even if you fail, you're still not really failing, you know, like, because you're still playing in the game of the education system. And what occurs is that everyone begins thinking the same. You have, you have like a carbon copy of every single person, like same music. And that's, that's what the media does as well. Even social media is doing that right now. And I've come to the realization that you could self-educate yourself. You have so many books out here. You have podcasts, you have videos. You, there's, there's just a whole other world whereby you could educate yourself and you could more or less start to understand the world for what it truly is. You, you'll, you, you'll open more doors. Or you'll open potential, more potential for opportunities. It's, it's just a, a whole wide world, man. And I've noticed when I was at school, even society, there, there's something, there are certain things that you aren't supposed to know or they give you a false narrative on certain things. And for example, um, but, but hold on, let, let me not get into this topic. Let, let me just say how, how it's always been for me. For me, it's always been a little bit interesting because people have always kind of looked at me uh, like a, like I'm I'm kind of weird, you know. And um, just because, but but to me personally, I've I've always just remained true to myself. And for example, in the things that I do, the things that I read, the things that I like, I've always been open to everything. 
And I've always been the one to choose the things that I like and the things that I'll do. And I've never really, I've never really conformed. I don't believe in conforming to, to anything really, except for myself, my, my personal experience mm -hmm. in this present moment. When I, when I, when I say myself, I'm, I'm not trying to, trying to sound egotistical, like, oh, the world revolves around me, you know, like, I'm just trying to find my place in this world, you know. And, uh, right, based on what you find to be true. Yeah, based on what I find to be true and what I find true to my intuition, true to my heart. And um, I don't know, I like, I like EDM music. You mentioned EDM music. And the reason I like EDM music is because I, I just like the sound and I like how EDM music brings a lot of people together. It doesn't mm. matter what their culture is, what their nationality is. And to be sincerely honest with you right now, I don't believe in any ideologies. I don't believe in culture. I don't believe in race. I don't believe in religion. I don't believe in government. All the isms, Catholicism, Marxism, atheism, whatever, whatever isms, I don't believe in any of those things because those are all human constructs. We have created those things. And for me personally, I don't even believe in nationalism. I was born here in Belize. Belize became a country 40 years ago. This side of the world became what it is about 500 years ago. I, I see myself as a, as, as, a, as, a, as a citizen of the world, of this planet. Yes. I see myself as a human being. And I don't know, man, I don't, I don't believe in any isms like... Can I just say, I know we were talking about not, not being an echo chamber with certain people that we know in the world, but I have to say that I 1000% am going to be an echo chamber of you right now, Nadir, because I completely <laughs> agree with everything that came out of your mouth the past five minutes, if not the entire podcast. <laughs> yep, me too. Yeah, man, like, I mean, this is how I like to think about it. Like, we are kind of like a biological accident, all of us in this world right now, because we did not choose where we would be born to who our parents would be, what our race would be, in which country, in what political party, no, we didn't choose any of that. We were just born there. But me saying it, it is a biological accident, that's how you could look at it, right? That's from the material way right. of looking at the world for what it is right now. But truly, that is more than just a biological accident. There we go. That is bring it home. That is extreme. <laughs> that is extremely divine. That yes. that is that is that, that is the most divine thing ever. Like you as a human being, like a lot of times, a lot of times, like we we take that for granted, or our existence we take for granted that we're in this world with so much beauty surrounding us every single day out in nature, the trees, the, the birds, you have plants, you, have, you even have some plants that you could learn things from. And mm. these plants are even, these plants have been used by our ancestors for the past, who knows how many thousand years, you know, like past hundred thousand years. And um, unfortunately they're illegal. For example, psilocybin, mushrooms, 
mm-hmm. marijuana or cannabis, DMT, dimethyltryptamine. You have lysergic acid, just a lot of mind altering. But alcohol substances. is legal, Nadir. What about alcohol? Of course, alcohol? <laughs> of course. Me, give me your take on that because I, I like what you think about this. The reason alcohol is legal because it doesn't let you think. Alcohol, what what it does to your body, it gets rid of your divinity, of your higher self, of your higher being. You become pretty much like a zombie. Like you're not thinking for yourself anymore, and that's the reason it's important that that it's it's legal because as a lot of people use alcohol to get rid of their problems, even temporarily. And the people in control of this planet love that idea because you you conform more. Alcohol, honestly, alcohol, it's, um, I don't know how to, I don't know how to put it, man. Like, and people may be a little, <laughs> um, people might be a little upset, but man, alcohol for stupid people. <laughs> Not to offend anyone. Right, right, Ooh. right. right. <laughs> well, I, 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 I like it. I like, I love where your head's <laughs> at with that. I will, the only thing I will say about it is from experiences personally and observing others, there are moments where, you know, say for example, alcohol is involved in the experience and it does in a sense bring the people together that are all going through the experience together. Now, whether or not I'm sure that's completely attainable with or without alcohol or any substance, but um, I'm sure that, you know, that would be a potential argument that someone could, you know, throw your way. Absolutely. You're saying what you just said, which I have to still say like, uh, but let me take that back. uh, Okay. Take it back. What's up? I gotta take that back. (laughs) I definitely gotta take that back because you see, it's not right. Me saying that alcohol is for stupid people. No, right. that's not right. right. That's alcohol is more of a cultural phenomenon. You know, it's a mm-hmm. cultural experience. You know, it's a it's a cultural um what you call that's a, that's a cultural artifact. It's an experience of a cultural artifact. Some people might not agree with it. Some people enjoy it, but ultimately. That's the purpose. Alcohol not really being beneficial to some people or being beneficial to some people in power or in control. That's the purpose. It's essential that that that's all a part of it, man. The, the challenge, man. It, it's it's all it's all about experience yourself, you know. I mean, I don't know, but um, alcohol in itself. I but the reason why why what I what I why I said alcohol is for stupid people, I, I didn't mean it to offend people that drink alcohol. I mostly my take on it is a lot of stupid things happen when you're under the influence of alcohol. There you go. That's what I meant. For example, man, look at all the the drunk driving. Just go to Being, the bar just go to Barstool Sports Instagram page. Right, just a lot of uh, like stupid things occurring, and being born in this country and living mo- my whole life in this country, I've been exposed to that a lot. I mean, on a daily basis, on a daily basis. Right now, you go and you you look up the news here in Belize. 
people get into accident, drinking and driving, somebody, people get murdered at the bar, fights, like Belize, Belize, it's a whole other world, man. Like, <laughs> oh, here it's wild. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that, that's what I meant. I, I'm, I'm, I mean, alcohol, if done in moderation, I think, I think it's something good. But um, people abuse it just like they abuse other substances. Mm-hmm. And a lot of stupid things happen, man. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. That's what I meant. I'm sorry if I offended anyone. <laughs> yeah, I'm you're so good. mad right now. <laughs> I don't want to talk. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Poppy, yeah, what do you think? Uh, I think he actually. Uh, real quick, I think I should just. I don't know if I've called you Poppy throughout the show, but that's everyone. That's Johnny's. Nickname. I think you did last. <laughs> okay. <laughs> last the last show we definitely brought this up. So cool. All right. If you, if you listen to the last one, you'd know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree well, with everything that Deer said. Honestly, I, I don't. I, I really, don't, honestly, don't have like much to say other than that. Like, um, anybody else have anything closing remarks on? I have a recent experience I could share, but it sounded like Nadir had something else. Oh, um, actually, um, yeah, the thing is, um, I might, I might need to step, step out a little bit, and then That's hopefully fine. I can be back. Yeah, because you got to go um, pick up your niece from school, right? Ah, yeah, right. Yep. Cool. So, um, for listener, listeners, I should be back. <laughs> that makes your voice more valuable now because we don't we don't have it the whole time. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh but yeah. Ho- yeah. Hopefully we're still going by the time you get back. Um, if not, I no worries. Take, yeah, I, I shouldn't take too long. How How long you think? Oh, uh, probably I'd say twenty five minutes. Uh, twenty five oh. U.S. minutes or Belizean minutes? <laughs> uh, more 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 like more like U.S. minutes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Cool. Well, yeah, we're still going to be going for a while, so um, that's cool. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. See you soon, Nady. Yep, yep. See you when you get back. Um, so, yeah, Johnny, uh, you know, recent story. It's just been um, – I don't, I don't know why I feel like I've been noticing it more recently, but um, pro- probably because I've been, I've been going out um, – like just out to George street around here a lot more often, which is like, I guess you could say like the night scene. Uh, uh-huh. And as you know, I'm be- uh, blah, blah, blah. getting ready to begin DJing. I actually DJed officially DJed my first show last night and I love it to be completely honest. It is like, wow. there is something around the corner, not only for me, but for, I would say my business partner and my, my co-DJer, Marshall Windsor, who I'm really hoping I can bring him back to uh, the U.S. in December, like when I come back for Thanksgiving or for Christmas, because you definitely got to meet this guy. He uh, he reminds me a lot of you, Johnny. And um, and so, like, for example, I, I played last night, had a blast, had, you know, so many people just having such a good time. And to be able to give that to people is like, I feel like I am music. And so when I can do that and dance and have a good time, it's just like, I don't know how else to explain it. It's amazing. And I have, I've had people like come up to me who you can tell like, all right, like this dude's been drinking. <laughs> it's just like, it's, it's at first of all, it's, it's kind of annoying, right? Cause you have like people that want to show to you like how much they appreciate you or how much they love you. Um, but they're just blitzed out of their mind and like, just 
you know, you, right. for example, for me, like I, I want to go maybe go talk to Marshall, for example, about some ideas or something that I have. And then I got someone coming up to me, taking up 10 minutes of my time rambling about also normally it tends to be something about like what they do or what they're doing in their life, trying to like, I don't know, prove something to me. And it just seems like when that happens, it's normally in a drinking environment and whoever it is, that's kind of like sucking that time or that energy um, is under the influence of something. And that's where it makes me start to think like, and I don't know, like, I, I mean, I'll have a few drinks too, but I, I hope, I don't think I ever get like that. And I just feel like that's totally something that um, alcohol will make people do is just be unpleasant to be around. For sure. Yeah. If you're, if you're not part of the drinking experience with them, and even if you're not on the same level as them, you're like, screw this guy. <laughs> right. It's like, man, I want the dope. Yeah. So I don't know. That was just like something, for example, it happened yesterday. I was trying to, I just remember it vividly cause it just happened, but it wasn't the first time I was trying to talk serious, like something serious to my buddy about things that we're working on. Had somebody come up who was completely hammered and, you know, chat us up for 10 minutes that could have been used a lot, probably a lot more productively at the same time. Now we're, you know, we're giving our time and giving our energy to this individual who, who knows, maybe that could you know impact them or impact us in a way that we never expected. Um, but I'd be lying to you if I didn't like find it, you know, somewhat annoying at times. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I definitely agree with the annoying factor of that. Um, yeah. Yep. Yep. So that's drinking for you. <laughs> that's a drinking. That's enough. <laughs> enough complaining about it too. Uh, um, on the dear left, but where you were talking about uh, doing some things in your life to get healthier and and stuff like that. I know for me, one thing I've been doing a lot more recently is is yoga, just because I look at um, you know, my workout habits, which is a lot of running and that kind of leads to, it leads to health and wellness, but you, your muscles kind of get tight. And I realize, like, I definitely want to have loose, like looser, more flexible muscles by the time I'm, you know, 80 or whatever. So <laughs> are you doing, are you doing anything like that? No, I'm not. I, I'd actually love to hear your, about your experience with it. Uh, as far as, you know what I think it'd be even more helpful for me is like mindset, getting myself in the right mindset every day. Um, because I struggle with that getting up, getting in the right mindset to conquer the day a lot of times. So do you think yoga helps out with that? It does. It absolutely does. And what goes pretty hand in hand with it, I'm sure you've, you've probably heard people say this before. And it's something I mentioned um, in the next level weekly update. I don't know when this is going to go live, but the week of September 9th is the week I mentioned it, but I've been doing a lot of meditation recently and I've got a friend here who kind of inspired me to do it. He's like, yeah, I used to do it all the time, like five minute daily meditation, but he's like, I stopped doing it. I'm like, dude, text me tomorrow. That way I'll know if you're serious and let's start doing it. And so that was like a little bit over a week and a half ago. And we've been texting every day. We've got a little chain going on. We added Marshall in there too. And we all just send each other reminders every day, like, Hey, don't forget, like just, you know, meditate today. Um, so for me taking, and I've actually been advised this by, um, Hunter Thompson, who I work for, work for slash work, work with at ASIM capital. He's always been a big, um, you know, advocate of taking a few minutes a day to just take some deep breaths or meditate or whatever. And I gotta say, like, I finally started doing it and then I'm like, man, I wish I would have just listened to Hunter like, you know, six months ago because I feel like it's drastically changing my life. And 
I don't even have like a true method to the madness. Like I'll be, sometimes I'll be listening to music or, um, for example, I played last night before I, we started playing the show. I went down to like the little basement area and just closed my eyes for five minutes. And I'm like, okay, like just breathe, like just focus on your breathing. And I don't know, my mind shifts from time to time. Like each meditation has been different, but every time it's like opening up, it's supernatural. I can't, I really can't even explain it, but it's just opening up your spirit into the abundance of what's been sitting there your whole life. And when you have in, the intention of absorbing that, when you come back to reality, I guess you could say, you just feel it. And that coincides a lot. I know yoga talks a lot about breathing and I've noticed like I've put, I've been focusing on my breathing a ton, like the past three, four months, really since I ever moved here. And when you just take a moment every day to focus on your breath, I know it sounds a little weird, but like, <laughs> just try it is all I have to say. And you yeah. know what I'm talking about if you, if you haven't already experienced that for yourself. Yeah. So how, okay. So I feel like my problem is going to be I'm going to get distracted within 30 seconds and not be able to focus on my breath. So how can I prevent that from happening? I think you just let it, just let it ride, let it go because that's totally what, in a way what happens to me is I'll close my eyes and I'll be like, all right, I'm going to take 10 deep breaths. And by the time I get to the third breath, I'm thinking about like somebody that I had breakfast with three days ago. <laughs> like, um, so your mind wanders, but the cool thing in my opinion about your mind wandering like that is, when else ever during your day would you take the time to think about something like that? You know, there's, we, we were just talking about um, accidents versus divine and in, like in, intention. And I think everything does happen for a reason. And so absolutely. If you want to call it mind wandering, my mind totally wanders when I, when I have been doing this medit meditative sessions, but um, every time it wanders, I, you know, when I come back, I think to myself, you know, there is, there is, absolutely a reason why I just thought of Jimmy Johnson, you know, from third grade or whatever. Like, <laughs> so uh, that would be my advice is like, don't even worry about your mind wandering. If it does cool, if it doesn't cool. Okay. That's good advice. I'll take that to heart. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's, there's probably is like some people that would argue or say that they have like an art or science to the process and, you know, could very well say that I'm, I'm right or wrong, but yeah, I guess I'm just sharing what I found to work. Mm -hmm. No, I appreciate that advice. Yeah. So if you want to hop on the train with us, I know we got to get you an iPhone first cause we've got to, everyone's got a, the iMessage group chat for that. Uh, you know, you already know I'm never going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Um, yeah. So we missed out on Brandon today. Nadir's picking up his niece. I'm just, at a point now I'm thinking out loud. I kind of felt bad earlier because he was talking about eating healthy and I was like, dang it, you know what? Like, I had Burger King for lunch today. <laughs> I, <laughs> you know, I, I today I didn't eat very healthy either, so it's okay. All right, cool, cool. <laughs> oh, um, I guess I should share this with you because you know what? I don't know if I told you this yet, man. Um, I decided like three, four days ago that I'm officially going to make St. John's my home for the foreseeable future. Wow. Yeah. No, you did not tell me. <laughs> Sticking so, a flag in the ground. Okay. Calling it uh, Adam land. <laughs> <laughs> I won't call it that. 
but if anyone else wants to call it that, I won't tell them to stop. That's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So yeah, let's talk about that. What made you, um, make that decision? Yeah, it was, um, a co- definitely a combination of you could say hundreds of things, but the main point, the main reason behind it was, you know, I first moved here. I was like, all right, I'm going to move to a new country by August. And then I started saying, uh, no, October, then I started saying November, December, because of the holidays, I'll go see my family. And then by January, I'll be on to a new country. Um, now, while saying all of this, my original intention was still to come back here next spring and then do the spring summer thing again. But I realized mainly just because of all the travel, like really travel expenses, having to fly to and from the U.S. during the holiday seasons, um, I have a conference in LA that I'm going to in January. I've got another one that I'm going to in February in Mexico. My birthday is in March. So I'll probably go home for that. Also our, one of our best friends, Josh is having his wedding ceremony, uh, in Belize <laughs> in March. Right. Um, and then April is Lieberland's fifth anniversary. So I'm just thinking to myself like, man, I got all these different places that I'm, that I want to go trying to figure out what country I'm going to live in next for only three months and figuring out traveling there and rent there or who I'm going to be living. I was just like, nah, like it's just too much. And ever since I made that like mental shift, I mean, life has already been really good recently, but it's been even better and, and less stressful since kind of just making up my mind on that. And I've got so many supportive people here locally that I, it's a network that I really haven't even tapped into that much yet, but I've been building quietly. So like I said, the DJ thing, um, I had, I made so many people, not so many, but like more than I expected, I made people happy yesterday and dude, I love it. (laughs) I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. So we got something special cooking here. And I, you know, I think our vision, I'd say Marshall and I's vision is obviously to get it to an international scale. Um, eventually, and that would be absolutely with, uh, you know, with your help and your guidance too, because there's a lot of skills that you have that, again, you and I've been working on some things low key. Um, I think mm-hmm. it's going to definitely maximize here. I don't know how soon, but it's definitely going to maximize. Yeah. So what do you, what are you guys calling yourselves again? I, I, I saw it before, but. Erie, Ontario, because okay. I grew, yeah, I grew up on Lake Erie, um, Painesville, Ohio, and then Marshall grew up in the Toronto area. I can't remember exactly what suburb, but basically he grew up on Lake Ontario. So Erie, Ontario. Cool. And we're a, uh, on Instagram right now, it says we are a Canadian American electronic hip hop duo and we play music for the world. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. Hip hop though, huh? Electronic hip hop. Yeah. The main? I think so. I mean, we're our main focus. Our main goal is to really just create our own, a new genre, basically um, get ourselves in a category that's never been seen before. Uh, now I, you know, my underlying passion lies with dance and electronic music and Marshall right. actually happens to be um, a writer slash previous. He, he did some rap things in the past. So he actually is the, he likes to, to rap a little bit more. Now, you know, I can do, I can do a little bit of hip hop too, but, um, so yeah, I think it was like a, a good mix of what we both are passionate about, what we both like, and uh, it seems to be genres that are trending pretty heavily within the past 10, 20 years as well. Cool. Well, I'll be looking forward to talking to you more about that. Yeah, yeah. Today is the first time I heard about it, so. Dude, you know what? I'm, so, I'm excited about it, and it's just like cool to talk about anyway, so I'm going to tell you a little bit about our, our plans coming up here as well. 
Yeah, let's hear it. Because this is this is actually a this is a conversation that you and I were going to have regardless. So you might as well just share sure. it with whoever cares, right? <laughs> yeah. Um. So yesterday, for example, the 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 pub that we played at is a new establishment, which is kind of nice because it doesn't really have a reputation yet. And I think it was built a year ago. Um, the place I get my haircut at, I have a good relationship with the barber who basically has the, like the only true black barbershop in St. John's. And it's been so successful over the past 10 years that CBC, which is like the Canadian news channel came up and shot a documentary of this place. Um, like back in May when I first got here. And so, um, this guy, Gustavo, who's from Colombia, <laughs> uh, but he's like, you, you, I guess based on like your average perception of what a Colombian would look like, you would never think that he's Colombian cause he's like black. You would think he's from like Caribbean or Africa or whatever, but he's from Colombia. Um, set up this shop. Like I said, I've just seen how successful he's been with this, his whole business model. And then calls me up one day. He's like, Hey, um, I have a customer that said that we can use their venue every Sunday night because he doesn't have anything for Sunday nights. And first of all, I was honored that out of all the people Gustavo could have called the first one he thought of was me. This was like a couple months ago. <laughs> and, uh, we went back and forth and his, his business style is a little bit more Latin. I would say where like it's, it's sometimes it's really hard to get a hold of him, but at the end of the day, he's freaking genius. And, um, so we go and we meet with the owner and we're like, all right, cool. We're going to play here on September 8th and that was with uh, Michael Collins as well literally had no idea like honestly dude we had no idea what we we're doing it's kind of like one of those things where it's just like just say you're going to do it and commit to it and pray for the best <laughs> and so um Gustavo like was busy he has a kid so he was busy with something yesterday and Michael has another job so he was working at the restaurant and so all of a sudden it's like all right uh Adam like you got to go over there and, and get set up I'm like all right grab my two computers get things rocking uh, we call up the sound guy. I'm working with the with the owner. Um, his name's Bernie, and we're just you know we're just talking. We're just scheming, and we walk out. They've got a balcony there that literally overlooks like the all of George Street, which is uh, uh, you haven't been here yet, but that's like the main Ooh. street. And I'm just looking at it. Oh, I see Nadir's back. Cool. Um, so we walk out onto this balcony, and I look at Bernie. I'm like, Do you own like this? there's a little area down below. It's like a parking lot area, but you're kind of up on the balcony. It's like, do you own this area? He's like, yeah. I'm like, Bernie, we got, we got to do a show right here. Like, we got to do something outside. And so, um, I think around like Halloween or something, there's uh, they have Mardi Gras in St. John's and mm -hmm. on the main stage, which is a little bit further down the street that ends at like, I want to say 11 PM or something like that. And so he's like, as soon as the Mardi Gras thing ends at 11, like you guys can just take over right here if you want. And we'll just have a, <laughs> like a show, like basically out the street. And I'll have to send you pictures of it, but I'm like, holy crap. Like if you go and listen to my last walk and talk video that I posted on like social media, I was just talking about like performing in front of, well, I think I used this phrase like a hundred thousand people or something like that. So there's no way hundred thousand people in this particular setting, but I was just like, dude, I think I can get like a whole crowd rocking. Like, oh my goodness. And I told Marshall, he, dude, he's on the same, same vibe as me too. He's just like, I knew it as soon as I first met the guy, like me and my friend Brandon were on the dance floor, just me and him dancing. And all of a sudden this dude Marshall comes up out of nowhere. And like normally Brandon and I, when we hit the dance floor, like 
in the most polite way possible. Like no one can hang with us. And <laughs> like, all we do is just like keep a steady beat, but people will come up and like dance with us for like 30 seconds and get like nervous and like fluster away or whatever. Marshall comes up and he's like, we're like, all right, like this dude is about it. So he's a lights, camera, action kind of guy. And when I told him about like everything we're talking about now, he gets just as excited as, as I do. And um, I probably left some significant details out there, but um, that's a little bit of a little bit of the flavor of what we're moving forward with here. Freaking awesome! Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have to send me pics of that though. <laughs> Welcome back, Nadir. Um, yes, yeah, boys. <laughs> we both want to see pics of the the venue and how that looks out overlooking the street for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll send it to you. I'm happy to hear, man. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. But, spe- but uh, speaking of uh, Adam, now that you're going to be there long term, I definitely want to make my way up there. Nadir, what do you think, boy? <laughs> uh, honestly, I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, I would, I would love to go up there and visit Adam and experience the culture and experience Newfoundland. But, um, I mean, right now, we hope things are happening, you know, with the things that I'm working on right now. Um, it's, uh, it, it, I don't think I could afford something like that right now. One Even day. If one, I, oh, absolutely. One day. Definitely. <laughs> well, let I this mean, be a message to any, any kind <laughs> souls out there listening right now. If you'd like to sponsor a smart young man on a trip to Newfoundland. <laughs> <laughs> Make it too smart, yeah. young man, because I'm sure Johnny wouldn't mind a free flight, too. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I wouldn't mind that either. <laughs> yeah, you guys, we got to hit up your Canada. <laughs> Air, Can- Air Canada is the best rates, has the best yeah. rates so far from us. Yeah. yeah. Nice. But, yeah, you know, I would definitely love to make it up there. But right now, it wouldn't be a wise decision if I would go up there with, with what I'm trying to achieve right now. Yeah. So let's talk about that, Johnny, unless you had anything else in the deer. What do you, what do you, I shouldn't even say the word try. What are you achieving right now? Oh, well, currently right now I'm, I'm just working on videos, making videos and photos. And right now, currently I'm working on a video for, for my guys at the gym. They're called powerhouse fitness Yes. and climax fitness. And then Currently, I'm just shooting a video for them and just kind of just putting together a really nice montage with the best possible quality. And um, it's been a lot of fun. That's what I'm doing right now. And um, I should head down, down to the southern part of the country. Um, I'm looking into, into going out there and just create content, just capture some landscapes and some places that have never really been captured before. And um, just to create a little videos, I guess, out of that. So, Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I just remembered, um, well, you know what, you, your main vision is what? You want to you wanna travel the world and kind of be, do you want to be a Nat Geo type of photographer or do you have a different vision? Um, um, I, I think you would be anyone... Uh, anyone's dream to be an idea photographer, but um, that's not something easy to do. And um, currently, what I what I would see, what I what I'm looking at being more possible would just be more of a a landscape adventure lifestyle photographer. That's that's more doable for me. And um, even right here in Belize, like I'm, I've been contacted by various resorts, and they would they would like to work with me. 
and that's more easy for me to do it's more easy for me to create content to build up my portfolio rather than go through the not geo route i mean i would love to become that geo photographer like i said but um that requires a lot of work like a lot of work that's not easy but i mean it's it's just if you, if you would get to that level like that that'll be like a blessing because you you'll always be exploring places that haven't really been explored. But um, I'm more into landscape and more into travel, so that's what I'm doing right now. Where um, well, I I know this, but I guess for anyone listening, where can they see some of your work? Uh, I guess on Instagram. I mostly post on Instagram. It's uh, my. My handle is at Nadir Price, N-A-D-I-R-P-R-I-C-E. Also, I, I have a little short portfolio on Behance.net. This is Adobe's kind of Adobe's. Uh, this is a, an Adobe website where they allow their users to upload content for free. There's Behance, B-E-H-A-N-C-E. It's ANCE <laughs> dot net slash Nadir Price. But, but if you would just go on Google and just type Nadir Price, I'm kind of like the only person with that name. So <laughs> you, you will easily find it. You're the chosen one. <laughs> and Johnny, I should say, you know, uh, Johnny has some pretty unique skills as well. For those of you who, have heard of it or haven't heard of it. I, I do have an online shop for my brand and we started that through Johnny's experience really about four or five months ago. I would have had no idea how to set it up or get where to get started or how much it would have cost. Um, I guess we won't necessarily talk price on the show for the sake of Johnny's potential business, but just so you know, anyone listening, uh, you know, Johnny can create online stores pretty pretty easily and they're pretty good. So I don't know if you want to share a little bit about that experience, Johnny. Yeah, it's something I've learned over the past couple of years um, through starting my own business. Um, I learned, I learned basically trial by trial and error, honestly, more than anything. Uh, I have a marketing and advertising background went to school for that. So that helped definitely helped a little bit, but there's nothing like actually physically doing it. So um, that's how I was able to build up my skill set and get where I am today. So really, if you, if you have a personal brand or not even a personal brand, if you have like a product that you're trying to launch or, any, or something, or if, you, if you're in need of an online store, say you have a, a brick and mortar store, small business, I can definitely help you create an e-commerce website for your business needs. Awesome. Perfect. Nadir, how was your, um, how was your trip to go get your niece? Oh, pretty, pretty quick. Was yeah, that was quick. quick. Was that even 25 minutes? <laughs> nah, that was in 25 minutes. Wow. That was some yeah. Japanese time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's, uh, I mean, what's, what's going through her head? Did you guys talk about anything? Um, what's that? I'm just wondering, you know, the, the mind of a child is always an interesting mind. Oh, she was just talking about an apple that she wanted to eat as we were, as I was taking her, and um, <laughs> and I, I, actually, I was taking her on, on a bicycle, 
like I was kind of like pushing the bicycle and I had her on the bicycle, mm-hmm. a big bicycle, not like her bicycle. And she was just kind of like, and just having fun in it. She was, was going, woo, like, hey, can you turn that way, that way? <laughs> and it was, it was pretty, pretty fun. Nadir, how old is she? She's four years old. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I didn't think she was that young. Yep, yep. And she's in school now? Yep, she is. She's in primary school. They call it infant one. I'm not entirely sure what's the. Yeah, I guess it would be like kindergarten, probably in the US. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's young. That, I feel like. Right. I think if you're four in that, is she turning five soon? In December. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the girls can normally, can normally deal with it. I know Leah was younger. My sister was younger, always the younger one in her grade, but right. um, I know my parents never wanted the, like Paul or I to be the younger ones. Um, and things same actually, Johnny, you were, you were older for your grade too, weren't you? Yep, for sure. Yeah, me and Lee are in the same grade, and I'm almost a year older than her, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Did you ever feel like it was an advantage or disadvantage for you being the older one? It was definitely an advantage for me, um, especially early on, because you learn so much in a little period of time, like through experience when you're so young. So, like, for me, it was definitely beneficial, but um, – statistics show <laughs> right, that, that boys they, they actually need a little bit longer than girls before they go to school before they're ready right <laughs> take a little longer to develop so <laughs> call it what you want for me <laughs> but yeah it, it definitely was beneficial for me to wait uh, i think my parents made the right choice yeah and i don't have any for example i don't have any nieces or nephews or, or kids yet Johnny, I don't, do you have any, you don't have any nieces or nephews, do you? Uh, no nieces or nephews, but I got cousins that have, they have kids and things like that. So uh, okay. there, there's some little kids running around in our family from that standpoint. Yeah. I just wonder if like, do you feel like for you that your life changed at all once the little ones came into your life? And this is also definitely a question for Nadir too. Um, not really because it's not like my, um, my actual, well, not, what do you direct, call it? Like your, it's not yeah, your direct direct family. That's yeah. the word. It's not my direct family. If it was my direct family, it would be a bigger deal for sure. Um, because I would be spending more time with, um, the kids and stuff. So they would have more of an impact on my life for sure. So, so far, no, I really haven't been. Yeah. <laughs> I'm running out of words right now, but yeah, I haven't been affected by that or, you know, like changed um, as far as like having little kids around goes. No, dear. Um, I, I, I'm not sure if I should say my life has changed. Um, I mean, I, I guess it, well, it definitely has changed because I'm spending time with my niece, you know, I'm kind of, kind of always looking after her. I mean, I've, I, I, I'm a, I care about her, you know, so um, it has changed, but um, it's been pretty fun. It's been pretty fun. I mean, it has changed for the better because I like, know I get to be around somebody with a different perspective, mm-hmm. with, with a child's perspective, and um, it just makes me 
just think about things more and be more observant. For example, like a lot of times I would take her to the park and I would just be there playing with her and just talking, you know, just just having fun, you know, running up and down the slide and the swing. And it makes me notice things more and it makes me notice what values I'm, I'm creating, what, what value I'm adding to her life. And just by me taking her to the park, that's like, for her, that's like one of the best things ever, every time. <laughs> like, she loves that. And I'm like, man, like, these are simple things that really matter a lot, you know? And um, it just, I don't know, like, it just just makes me appreciate my, appreciate her more, makes me appreciate myself and makes me appreciate what I can do for her or when I can be there for her, just spending time, you know, like, as um, simple as that may sound, just spending time with my niece, definitely. Because I'm, the other thing is I'm always learning from her. And just the way she sees the world is way different from how I see the world. And I love it, definitely. Very interesting. Right. It sounds like you're able to, ch- you're able to tap back into your childlike state of mind through her experience. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's a great way to put it. I would, um, and like I said, you know, like when I'm out there, it's not like I'm not out there kind of like as, as her uncle being her uncle or scolding her. I'm just out there having fun with her, you know, like I'm having, I'm playing with her, just doing funny things with her. And um, I like that. And she likes that. She has fun. I have fun. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, I don't know. I guess it just makes me. I'm really, like I've been saying, I'm really happy with how everything is in my life right now, but it just makes me definitely think like when that day comes, it's going to be pretty awesome. Oh yeah, absolutely. 100% agree. Yeah. Um, Johnny, I wanted to talk also about this with you moving to Florida, probably because I know I've, I actually had went through a very similar life experience in a certain way, but what's it been like with you communicating to your family who's, um, and just people that are surrounded by your family that have certain beliefs about you moving in and living with someone before you get married. Yeah, that I haven't fully put those details out there to everyone yet. Mm-hmm. Actually, oh, no. Oh, no. Um, hey, this is the best way to do it. <laughs> no, here's why. Here's why. Because I know there's going to be a little bit of friction there. Yeah. And I don't want to do it too soon to the point where it's going to be a problem the rest of the time I'm here before I leave. Right. I also don't want to wait till the last minute. So I'm waiting for that right time. It's going to, it's going to come very soon in the upcoming weeks. So, um, that I'll have more, maybe the next podcast, I'll have a lot more to say about that. (laughs) (laughs) How that goes. And, you know, um, I have, I'm an adult and I have to make decisions that I think will be best for me right now. And, um, short term and long term, whether if it works out or not, and at the end of the day, I'm going to learn from it. So mm-hmm. that's the way I look at it. Yeah. And just Nadir, what, what were you thinking? Um, like just now, like just now, I, I was just kind of like, um, in, in my head, I was comparing the differences of culture and differences of society, I guess. For example, like if you would ask me that question, like if I was in Johnny's shoes right now, and you would ask me that question. I would be like, 
I don't know. I guess they're they're cool with it. Like um, like like with me, like um, I don't know, man. Like no one has really ever asked or objected whatever I'm doing, you know. Um, they would just ask. Yes, they would ask. Oh, so you're doing this? Oh, interesting. Oh, that's cool. All right. Well, good for you. <laughs> you know. Just yeah. Like, man, just like yeah, man. Whatever you do, man, just do what you love, and as long as you're happy with yourself, just do you, man. But um, yeah, it's just that's interesting, you know. Just yeah. just like 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 you mentioned what you went through. Like um, I think if I was in that position, moving with somebody to another place. I think probably, honestly, as of right now, I think probably my family would be proud. <laughs> like my mom said, damn son, like, <laughs> I, I see you son. <laughs> because like a lot of times I know that perhaps she she thinks that um, I, I'm not really fitting into too well with the conventions of the world with the conventions of society of how you should live your life or what you're doing and um well i know that was the case when i was growing up you know she was always concerned that and i was not really fitting in she, she would she would ask me some questions and i would always be i always came to that conclusion you know and um, but you know it is what it is it's all it's all good. Different culture, different people, different place, same planet, same people, one world. <laughs> Just as humans. Yeah. Having di- different subjective experiences. That's all it is. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I think that's for me, that's like when I look at it, I think I was sharing this with one of you guys. If it wasn't you, it might have been Brandon Collins, my roommate here. Um but one of the biggest fears that I have in a sense been facing recently um, is, is tied to, you know, this passion and desire that I have to start um, DJing and basically, you know, stepping into what some would consider like the night scene or like the club scene. Um, and you guys both know me and who I am and you know where I stand when I'm in that environment. Um, and, oh, yeah. you know, my biggest fear is, uh, you know, basically my, my family's interpretation of the direction that I'm heading. Um, because the direction that I believe I'm going is exactly where I want to go and I'm fulfilling my purpose. However, you know, Nadir, like you said, you've never even really had to like worry or think about something like this, but I'm sure I'm going to, you know, face objections externally and internally moving forward with any type of decision like this. And, um, you know, I view it as a successful move and, and pretty much any move that, is super successful is going to be in some way, shape or form challenged along the way, especially as it continues to grow. So um, I guess the main thing yeah. is, to, is to just do it. But I, you know, I, like I said, Johnny, here's the, I don't know what it is. Like this podcasting platform is the perfect way to like break the ice on a lot of things like this. <laughs> um, Adam's an anarchist. Uh, so <laughs> but like, yeah. So that's uh, what's up, Nadir. <laughs> what? Now there is a psychonaut. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, but yeah, anyways, I, I just, I guess I just want to share it with you guys and get your feedback on it. Cause, um, you know, it's a fear that I have, but I know with all fears that I've ever faced in my life, you just got to face them. Um, you got to pray, you got to know, like no matter what God is going to touch you. And right. that has been my life experiences, no matter what, especially when I don't know what to do. Um, you know, God always shows me the way. So, um, 
I'm going to continue moving forward with this because it's, again, it's exciting and it's got the potential to impact a lot of lives at the same time while doing what, you know, I, I'm really what starting to feel like I really am what I love. Right. And I, I don't want I also don't want to take, like, I want to make sure I prioritize other aspects of my life too. Like real estate is my focus and my bread and butter and what I've kind of like begun to make a name for myself with. So I definitely want to keep growing that simultaneously. And who knows, be like that, you know, that DJ that's like, a real estate professional too. Like what? <laughs> like, um, but, uh, right. Yeah. Let me know what you guys think. I don't know whoever wants to go first. Um, I'll let you guys decide. Me or you, Johnny? Uh, you, you can start boy. All right. I think, um, ultimately man is do what your heart desires. And, um, if you have, if that, that is your passion, which I know it is like, just go for it. And, sometimes this experience that you're having, this is your once in a lifetime experience that you're having right now as we're speaking. And some people may object to that. And um, it's hard to let people object to things, you know, I mean, most of the times people object because they care a lot. And of course, I guess you may have some people that may just be hating, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I'm not I'm not too familiar with that hating business. I know it's it's kind of like something big in social media. A lot of people just posting about oh haters, this haters. That. I don't know, but I don't, I don't but yeah, think like, I, that's yeah. <laughs> Continue. Right, I doubt it. Yeah, I don't think that that that's the case with you. But um, ultimately, man, I think it's important to you be yourself and be true to yourself. Be be true to your ground, your core, because at the end of the day, it, it, it you can't really live your life for other people, and you can't live an image to please other people or to please society. If there's something that you believe believe in, even if it's the entire world going against you, like who cares, like? you know exactly what you're doing you know where your heart is and you go for it i'll give you a little example and um for example me like i have a passion i mean my passion is photography and videography but i do have another little passion and it's all about asking the big questions in life and coming to the core of who i am as a spiritual being and finding my finding myself in this planet and just just such a huge blessing it is just to be alive and um, i'm i'm a little bit of a of a fan of um, psychedelic substances and mm -hmm. um, for example Here we the go, biggest... baby. break break the ice baby let's do it <laughs> <laughs> for example the the biggest one like sergic acid lsd and um if psilocybin mushrooms and um, psilocybin mushrooms which is uh, magic mushrooms and also dmt dimethyltryptamine like i've i've done a lot of research i've read a lot of books about these substances and just just look at the potential and the influence that these substances have had on civilizations on humanity as a whole it brings together your being, your being with this entire universe. Like it brings that purpose. Like um, to me, I've learned so many things in my 
under with my LSD experiences and mm. by far those have been some of the best experiences in my entire life like apart from being born like mm. that's or who knows man like for example my first experience in LSD life changing best experience ever 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 like not, nothing could ever compare to that so so many things i learned about myself and the universe and the planets and people life changing you even overcame that that depressed or slight depression you had right with your oh, father oh absolutely i'll i'll be sincerely honest with you with you guys right now i've never spoken about this personally not even to you guys but um i i, I guess i suffered depression for a, a lot of years it wasn't like I don't know, who knows, perhaps 10 years, I guess, because a lot of things didn't make sense to me because we live in a world right now, man. This world is full of suffering. It's full of, of insane cynicism. For example, we have wars going on. It's just insane. Like the human race, it's it's kind of like 7 billion people stampeding on top of each other <laughs> to get to the top. Like it's insane. Right. And these are realities of life. Just say like what JP says, Jordan Peterson, life is suffering. And, um, I, I always had a, had an issue with that, even with all the religions and all the, all the religions and throughout history, man, nobody has really done anything. Like we still have a lot of, global issues you know this destruction of our nature wars the killing famines just a lot of for for example racism just a lot of bad things and i always had an issue with that i was like man like to me living was hard i I couldn't really live like man like i'm not doing anything and i still can't live in this place like it's 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 so insane to live in this world because when you're aware of all of this, you know, it's, it, that was insane. And, and I guess I was depressed. And then my father passing away, that just kind of made things a little, it kind of made me question my, my place in this world. And, you know, some friends and my cousin passing away. There's a lot of things going out of, out of order, I guess. And I, I was questioned, why me? Like, why this and why that, you know? And then um, when I did my first... LSD experience Mm -hmm. that changed everything. Like I was able to see the whole picture, why things happened the way they happened. You know, I was able to see why humans are like this, why humans have been fighting since the dawn of age. And I was like, you know what? These are my humans. Like, man, I'm so privileged to be a part of this even though it may seem on something bad or like that's all a part of the drama of living. It's like in Buddhism, they call it samsara and there's <laughs> also nirvana and LSD took me to nirvana. And um, I remember I went through all of my issues, all my, my, my mental issues like with depression and I came to realization, realization like, man, mental disorders don't exist. Those are just a pigment of our imagination. They can only exist if I want them to exist. And I saw all my fears, all my insecurities, and I was like, 
wow, these things, they only exist for me. Like these things are only my perception, just, just the lenses that I'm seeing the world through. It's, it's just for me. It's, it's for nobody else. Everybody has their own drama, has their own mental issues. I was like, man, like fears don't exist. Like, man, that's like the coolest thing ever. And then I processed my father passing away and my cousin passing away. And I remember I had so many, I mean, that had me. Ever since, I met, ever since I met you, you would have spells of disappearing right, and sadness right. because of your father passing away. Yeah, Absolutely. And that night, the first night I took it, I remember I was like, man, my dad is gone. And I was like, holy, that's interesting. I was like, man, if it wasn't for my father, I wouldn't be here. And then I remember I was like, but you know what? That's all good. My dad is gone. My cousin is gone. Some of my people are gone. But you know what? That's all good. You know why? Because I had the opportunity to live, to share time with them. And I was like, that's all that matters, man. Me sharing time with these people that I love. And it made me look at time differently. And now I'm, it made me realize, it just made me more, grateful for living you know just just for being alive and just just to treat people every day i mean like the people i love even perhaps the people that don't really like me you know like i, I treat everybody with much love and respect and just with dignity like i knew i i did that but not to the degree that i do it now because i'm extremely aware of my existence now and i'm i'm extremely aware that we are just here temporarily. And I, I remember I, I went through death as well and I, I, I observed at death and I've noticed that a lot of a lot of ideologies, a lot of religions look at death as being something that's kinda of like the tremendous horror, man, that's death. But I came to realization that no, like that's all a part of this natural process of living. Like, where were you before you before you were born? You know, like you just return re- returning to where you were before you came into this world, and um, it's kind of like when you are born, you wake up, right? But you were never asleep. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. You were never asleep, but you wake up. I I hear you. I <laughs> I totally hear you on that. Um, but, and yeah. I love that that thought process and thank you for sharing. I, I just know that I, I, I can just feel it. Like there's a lot of ideas flowing through Johnny's head right now. So <laughs> I want him to, to speak for yeah. a little bit. I mean, well, we've all had long talks about <laughs> that stuff before. Absolutely. Um, I'm, I guess I'll, I'm going to backtrack to the original thing, which was, Advice for Adam, becoming a DJ. Oh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And not worrying about the, you know, like, outside noise that might be negative towards it. And as far as, like, worrying about, you know, family and friends, people close to you who may not agree with you being in that scene, you know your intentions behind it, and your intentions are good, obviously. So with you having good intentions, I don't think you need to worry about like 
anybody else. I think it literally just boils down to that. Your intentions are good at heart. You want to make people happy. You want to, you know, uplift the people, not put them through something that like some people see is like, oh, they're partying. It's negative. It's they're doing this because they're dealing with something. Well, maybe you're going to help them deal with it in a different way while you're there. So I would view everything as positive. Absolutely. Thank you, Poppy. Yeah. You're my marketing manager. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad to be. Yeah. Nice. Um, And then also kind of this, uh, this idea ran through my head based on the last, the few topics that Adair was talking about, but I had a friend shoot, send me um, uh, like an Instagram post the other day too. So take it with a grain of salt, but it was something like, did you know that the human eye can only see something like 1% of or, uh, 1% of what's like basically actually going on around us or, or something like that. It was kind of like basically 99% of what exists is, is unseen. Mm. Let me oh, see yeah. if I can find it here. Nadir, uh, but maybe, you, maybe you've done some research on this before. Um, I guess I, I, I did, I did read that, uh, a, a, a while back, a few years ago. Well, I, I wouldn't say exactly that, but something to the extent of that. But um, ultimately, what occurs... I've got it here real quick. Um, uh-huh. Humans can only see 1% of the visible light spectrum, which means we can only see 1% of what's going on around us. In other words, we are unable to see the vast 99% of the world we live in. Take a moment to absorb that. The majority of our existence is unseen. Absolutely. Like, um, we're... We are experiencing the world through our eyes. And that's interesting because, for example, if you compare yourself to the animal kingdom, other animals, for example, the sh- sharks, birds, like as much as we would like to simulate what they are experiencing, what they see, that we would never, like, it's, it's impossible for us to even come close to nature in that way and then just just like just like nature just just like those animals will never see the the, the, our point of view and we will never see their point of view scientifically we may have ways of measuring ways known to us as for measuring the what they what they are but ultimately it's impossible and do you think do you think science is a religion um, I wouldn't say senses. Uh, actually, I would say senses are religion, just because it's all ideological at the same time. Mm-hmm. But science, I think science is something good, but it is limiting. Science exists on its own confines. <laughs> for example, <laughs> for example, um, we use science to measure and just to interpret the world. That's that's what we science and language. That's what we use, but that is not the ultimate ultimatum of, of of our reality. We cannot define the nature of our reality just with science and and language. Like they, I I think there are diff, different realms and just diff, different places, man. That different dimensions and just different energies occurring all around us and. We're unable to tap into that. Even, for example, the spirit spirit world. And um, I don't know. It's interesting because with me mentioning psychedelic substances, 
all these psychedelic substances have a lot to do with this spirit 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 world really with with the spirit spirits of all beings of this planet of this universe and um I don't know. I, I, I can't fully say spirituality or mysticism is the ultimate answer. And I can't say science has all the answers either. But I could say if you're able to understand a little bit of each, perhaps you could have a better understanding of this reality. Mm. But yet, it is important to realize that our human evolution at this point, we as humans, I believe we are still in very prehistoric times. Like now our commodity, we're more comfortable in a lot of things. Our way of life, our societies, yes, but there's still a lot of things we are oblivious about. Interesting. Um, Johnny, do you want to go? <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I, I keep. I feel like I sound like a broken record with that. But Nadir just said he's got such great insight and in the way he says everything. Like a lot of times, I don't really have anything else to add because you said everything <laughs> I couldn't possibly say. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, I, I guess if you if you do lean more towards the beliefs of what we're taught through science, then um, I think it would be easier to believe that this moment in time that we're living in is prehistoric. However, I view the moment that we're living in right now. I guess this is maybe Nadir. Maybe this is my first challenge out of the whole time. My only challenge to you uh-huh. <laughs> is, um, you know, who's to say what is prehistoric and what is futuristic i think um all we have and all we know to the absolute best of our abilities is what's right here and right now and i think it's right to have a mindset where you want to definitely make a make a change like a positive change or a positive impact on the future um but i don't know i like to believe that you know things as they are right now are really good and it's kind of like, I guess, maybe a choice that we have to make. Like, do we think times are good or do we think times are bad? And I think if we get into the headspace where we believe that right here, right now, this is the time, life is good, things are good, um, then that will ultimately penetrate the future into becoming perhaps maybe the world that we that we desire. But, um, you know, I, I think it, I don't know, tell me what you think, because I think it's good to think that right now is not prehistoric. Right now is right now, and we're doing a great job as a world to continue to, as you would say, evolve. Right, right, right. I meant as, um, when I meant primitive, not prehistoric. Primitive, okay. as in our societies, we still have a lot to mature, the way we live our lives. For example, um, being, being ruled by the least of us that are capable of, of ruling the masses, like, that's insane. For example, governments, like, some, I, I just find it hard. <laughs> there shouldn't really be it, any rulers, right? Right. <laughs> should, I mean, you're, you should rule yourself. Yeah. And then, like, we, I just find it hard that, that we, we humans, 
we believe in these type of things. We haven't matured. We haven't matured to the level of living in peace with one another and just, just living in a, in a, with our divinity. Like we, we haven't really matured to that, that, that level yet. Okay, and then, okay. But I guess it all occurs for a, for a lot of, due to a lot of factors. For example, you have religion. Mm-hmm. You have the media. You have nationalism. You have governments. You have economies as well. You know, like just all these things for our convenience, but at the same time, doesn't really allow us our true freedom. But that's all right. Not in, not not everyone is seeking that ultimate freedom. But um. I guess for me, that's the reason I don't really support any of the isms. And um, just like I said with religion, man, I I don't have anything against any religion at all. Like, but I I do I do understand that religion, all religions are just different ways of interpreting the world and different ways of instilling good values on, on, on its followers and it things, things do, I don't know, things always, I've, I've noticed, I mean, if you look at history, man, like all the wars have began, all tr- the tribalism due to different beliefs, due to ideologies. I mean, just like the wars that we're still having right now in the Middle East with, the, with Israel and do you think it's more religion or natural resources, though? It's all of that. It's all of that. It's it's. I think everything goes goes hand in hand. Because of religion, religion ties a lot of things. For example, the, the Jewish the Jewish people in Israel. I wouldn't say Jewish people. Well, the Jewish establishment in Israel, the government in Israel, they believe they're the chosen people. They believe that land is their land um, because that's what they believe. They, they want that land and they will get rid of anyone that is in that land. And that's all that, that's all that comes down to me. It's, it's mm-hmm. all about belief. For example, well, for example, like me being one of the kings of George Price, the first prime minister of Belize. If I, I could easily have a belief, oh, I'm not your price. I'm from this line of individuals. (laughs) Which you you never do. I always have to tell people. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I never do. Right. But imagine me saying that I need recognition. I need a high paying job. I need a land. I need some land in the best parts of the country. Why? Because of this. That is my belief. And how how egotistical would that be? Like, yeah. like how insane would that be? And I think that's the same thing that occurs with a lot of followers of religions. For example, look at look in the Middle East. You have the um, a lot of the, the is, Islamic believers, and I'm I'm not blaming all of them, but some of them, some some people are radical people. They're like, they will do whatever they want in the name of Allah and, and Muhammad's um, 
beliefs and they are willing to do this and that at all costs. You're willing to kill people and they're willing to fight. It's it's insane. Mm-hmm. Like 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 I can't I, I can't grasp my my head around that man. Like and I guess it would people, even be the same for like Christianity if you think about it. Like people are willing to to die for that course, religion as well. And you know if it is religion based, then that means that U.S. soldiers, for example are, you know, Christians right. going to war willing to die for their beliefs as, just as much as the Islams. Absolutely. Like, definitely. Like the, 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 it, it's, it's all about fit, man. It's, oh, I'm, because I'm a Christian or I'm a Buddhist, even the Buddhists are like that. And then, um, I don't know, like, I, I think it's, it's time that, that humanity sooner or later, man, we, we got to mature as collectively as human beings and we have to come to the realization that ideologies are nothing but cultural furnitures. That's all it is, Cult- mm. cultural furnitures. Because, um, I don't know, man, the world is so divine, like so beautiful. I, I think if we would all put our, our limited difference apart, right. the world would definitely be a, Ooh, an immense whoa like I don't know where where we would be right now but I can for example religion that is that is the minutest of things of differences that we have amongst each other you right. know like we all desire love we all desire food we all have our needs we all desire happiness but the minutest of things that's the issue that we have with each other <laughs> and that's what we are willing to kill each other about for like come on like, yeah man, Amen, what man. are we doing what the, like, what what man come on what are we doing as a human species man well i know we always it joke, doesn't make sense we always joked around sense. when when you lived in dc we would call you uh, instead of gandhi nay dandy because we call you <laughs> we call you navy but yeah, yeah some nay dandy talk right there and i'm one I keep saying this phrase, I think, but I'm 1,000% on board with that, man. That, you know, people, we got to come together. It sounds cliche. I know the Beatles were all yeah. about it, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, and, and that's, that's what I meant by – so, sorry, sorry for interrupting, but Go that's ahead, what no. I meant by being primitive, you know? Like, yeah. And then, no, no, here's the thing, man. Like, if you would look – I don't know, man. You have some of the some piece, indigenous people in this planet right now. If you go to the Amazon, you go to Mexico, and if you, you go to these people that have been 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 been, been playing this this life for way longer than Western civilization, and um, as we know it, you know, you ask them, and technologically speaking. Well, I, I should say, materially speaking, they may look like primitive people, but the immense knowledge that they have about this planet, about the human species, about plants, about animals, just their wisdom is unbelievable. And um, I don't know, man, we, we have a long way to go, but it's, 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 it's such a trip. But it, all, hey, it all starts with one. That's uh, Absolutely, that's all part of it, man. Like that's all part of the human experience, you know. Yeah, or maybe, well, or maybe in this case, it all starts with three. <laughs> go ahead, Johnny. <laughs> you said we have a long way to go, but I'd be of the opinion that maybe we're closer than we actually think. 
Hey. That a new enlightenment is coming sooner than we think. You're what right. Do you guys, what do you guys think? Absolutely. I like that. I, I, I'm, it's a more optimistic approach, in my opinion. Not that Nadir's wasn't already like that was super optimistic <laughs> as well. Yeah, but sure. um, yeah, I'm I'm always uh, a believer. Even spark, you know. Um, I'm always a believer. What's that? Absolutely, <laughs> definitely, John. It definitely even sparked something before my eyes just now. <laughs> just just look at the advent of the internet. Look at the internet. Yep. Be- with the internet now, we have access to a lot of information that perhaps wasn't meant for us. And just with the internet, like we're able to share information and the internet has connected the planet, the globe, so much more than Definitely. ever in history, ever, ever. Like right now. Right now is a perfect example, right? <laughs> exactly. Like right now, I could go online right now, go on Instagram, see what people are doing in in Afghanistan in Turkey in Newfoundland I could, we're over, I have, we're in three different countries right now exactly and, and actually our goal is to make it so that way there's eventually no such thing as a country one day right i think that's my goal <laughs> right absolutely like, go to ix9.shop buy a citizens of the world t-shirt right now <laughs> oh yeah Sponsored designed by, by the dear price designed by the dear price yeah, man, but but like you see, just now. So right now, I could I could look and I could search how people from other places are living, and then nobody could, no no one could lie to me now. No one could tell me that in in Niger- for example, no no one could tell me Nigeria is a poor country. People are dying and starving, and I I could research Nigeria right now, and I could see for myself. Yeah. Like, hmm, wait a minute, there's something interesting here, you know? Nobody could tell me that people, all the people in the Middle East hate all the people in the West. I could mm-hmm. research, hmm, wait a minute, there's something interesting here. Like, come on, like, you see? And that's because of the advent of the internet then. Indeed, Johnny, you, you hit the nail on the coffin there, Johnny. <laughs> I try. We, we are indeed, indeed, definitely so close. It's, yeah, it's a new age. And, and it just started too. So, yes, bro. No, no, no. I'm, no, I'm putting something together right now. Like, <laughs> no. Do you guys remember when a lot of times people believe that? Well, as as we were approaching the year 2012 that a lot of people were saying the world would end in 2012 and the Mayas predicted that on the, their calendar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That perhaps, that, that was a prediction right there. Like the old world was dying, all beliefs, those archaic beliefs. And the, wow. the old world did die, if you really that, think about it. That is like the true turnover right there. Zero. It died. The, a new age is beginning, is commencing the age of connectivity, the age of an interconnected web of people throughout the entire globe. It all makes perfect sense. The Mayans were correct. Mayas, Mayas, they were correct. Like, it makes sense. It goes back as, to that. As Mayans funny as it may sound, <laughs> as foolish as I'm, it sounds right now, they were correct. Even if they were off by 100 years, they were correct. 
in the grand scheme of time, 500 years is just a fraction of a percent, of 1%. They were, they were right. And even to validate you, you saying that they are right or, or correct, who is anyone ever to tell you that that statement is wrong? Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> Absolutely. Because that's that the other sense. thing, right? <laughs> Man, I, I never really thought of it like that, but I think it makes sense. That's, <laughs> I, that's a cool one. to I'll, I'll pick it up and run with it for sure. Yeah. Because um, you're, you're right. I mean, you look at that time frame the past five years, whatever, six years, why not? It's dead. Uh-huh. So good job, Nadir. You just uncovered it for the entire world. On Dream Chasers. <laughs> I knew you were Mayan. You are Mayan, actually. Don't you have some Mayan blood? Um, I believe from my father's side. No, not my father's side. I think perhaps from my mom's side. Yeah, that but, makes it um, even more real. I can't really, um, I mean, I can't really pinpoint it. Right. I, mean, I, I can't say I had a, a relative that was Maya, you know. We'll put it this more way, though, because the area of Belize that you live in, there is Mayan influence there. And people have, asked you, people have asked you before, right, if you're Mayan? Um, not really. They, oh. they mostly <laughs> ask me if I'm, if I'm Middle Eastern. Oh, because your name, right? Yep. On the side. But um, but uh, but ultimately, man, like I said, I don't have a culture, I don't have a nationality, I don't have a race, I don't have none of that, man. I'm all of it. I'm all of it, man. Mm. I'm one with all of it. So um, it's 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 not something that I ever dwell on. <laughs> Absolutely, we're. Uh, I think we could probably wrap it up here soon, but we definitely got to get some final ideas and thoughts out there. So why don't we? Uh, Actually, before we do that, Johnny, did you have anything else um, with Nadir just now? Well, you you do you do say that you don't really care about your race or everything. You're you're just a part of everyone. But we get we should get you a DNA kit from Ancestry.com <laughs> <laughs> just to see. Might as well. All right. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I would want to share my my DNA credentials with um, those people. You know. Just with me. Just, uh, They're gonna clone you, yeah. right? You know, hey, I don't know, man. I don't want people collecting information about me. You know? They can't touch but, your spirit, though. Oh, absolutely! Like at the end of the day, even DNA, DNA is still a still a human construct of interpreting our genes. So mm -hmm. no big deal. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, this has been a fun ride. Yeah. boys and i'm sure we're gonna have many more in the deer thank you for uh coming on this one too because i know it was a little bit of a, it was a little bit of a leap of faith for all of us uh today so um <laughs> yep. go ahead yeah thank you very much for having me and um yeah man for all the listeners out there if you hear this and if you know me or you don't know me um i don't know i don't know if i said some things that may not be in line with your beliefs like i don't know like i still love you and um, <laughs> i hope you're doing good and i hope you have a wonderful day yes poppy well seed said. well said yeah thanks for having me on again adam nadir dude it was awesome having you on and getting your insight to everything we talked about. It's always phenomenal. 
talking to you about multiple different subjects and uh, hearing your your thoughts. Likewise, boys, I had a wonderful time, and thank you very much. Thank you very, very much. I, I mean, I, I love to have these type of conversations because I never get to have them with anyone, and um, I feel extremely fortunate to have these discussions with you boys and just to hear your your different perspectives and just to see how much we have we are alike each other and considering that we we come from different parts of the world and i just met you guys about six years ago six seven years ago i believe mm -hmm. right and like 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 i said earlier completely different culture completely different environment but hey that's not a that's that's not a hindrance, you know. Like we transcend all of that, man, because we're all of it. <laughs> yeah, that is right. We transcend it all, and yeah. To close it out, I just want to say thank you one more time to Johnny and Nadir for investing your time first and foremost today. Because um, you know this, I don't know about you guys, but this type of stuff really makes me appreciate uh, Joe Rogan even more because he's consistently cranking out one and a half to three hour podcasts. Um, oh, yeah. right? yeah. <laughs> this is a lot of work, uh, but it's awesome. <laughs> so yeah. thank you, you guys for making this episode special. Thank you everyone else listening for investing your time today. If you found any value within the past, you know, roughly two and a half hours, please, please, please share this message with your friends and family or just with your network. Um, you know, this is the awakening and we want you to be a part of it with us. All right. So now, now I'll give the actual closing. Uh, this has been a great long format episode of Dream Chasers. Uh, Johnny and, and Nadir, I just want to hear your voice one more time. Just say something funny. <laughs> there you go. All right, cool. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you in the next episode. Remember, in all you think, say and do take it to the next take level. it to the next level yeah <laughs> <laughs>